everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to It Takes Two, the podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. Welcome to our second year anniversary, where we're covering possibly the most twinniest of twin films of mm. all time. The, the first one we came up with when we initially came up with this premise. The first one anybody comes up with when they think about twin films, which was... 1998's Deep Impact, and also 1998's Armageddon. Yep. Um, so, what? I want to say that we, as our you know, loyal listeners know, we standardly watch the lower-rated movie first so that we have a better experience with the second movie. And I would like to say that in this instance, the ratings are categorically wrong. <laughs> Armageddon is the worst movie I have ever had the displeasure of watching. What are you talking about? We watched The Meg the other day. The Meg was a better movie than Armageddon. Wow. So you're in the same boat as I am. Which is what? You hate Michael Bay movies. I mean, I think I knew that anyway, but <laughs> considering even Michael Bay thinks this is his worst film... Um, I don't understand why it's better rated than Deep Impact, which is actually a decent film, an enjoyable film. I think there must be... And a more scientifically accurate film. I think there's more nostalgia. Like, I remember seeing Armageddon in cinemas. I didn't. Yeah. I saw it for the first time today, and I regret watching it. Well, it isn't as bad as Mac and Me. Yeah, but there's like, there's like a... A level of enjoyment to watching a car crash like Mac and me. Like, I'm a person who routinely rewatches The Room, you know? Uh, I've seen Birdemic and enjoyed it. I did not enjoy Armageddon. Armageddon's in that weird dip. It's like, it's like a similar scale to the Uncanny Valley, where, like, you know, the worse a movie gets... The better it gets? Almost. And then there's, like, the dip where it's like, these are just awful. They're not enjoying... Because there's no enjoyment there's no enjoyment to be gained from it and it's also not a good movie yeah because i can understand where you're coming from from like if you're looking from an indie point of view you would have not so great acting maybe not so great directing small budget but like none of these boxes are ticked yeah, All of the like, actors are well-renowned actors in Armageddon. Like, I would rather re-watch Ghost Shark <laughs> than ever have to look at Armageddon again. Fair enough. The best thing about it was the music, because I am an Aerosmith fan, and I enjoyed that there was it. But I would rather just sit and listen to an Aerosmith album than ever watch Armageddon again. Alright. So anyway, um, back to how we normally do the podcast. Uh... These are both movies released in the same year about um, the U.S. government discovering and keeping secret the fact that a large asteroid slash comet is on its trajectory towards Earth and is going to create a uh, extinction level event which will destroy all life on Earth, essentially. And in both instances, they send up a manned mission to drill a hole into the asteroid to set up bombs under the surface of it in the hopes of uh, more realistically in deep impact, they want to actually push it in a different direction. Uh, in Armageddon, what they want to do is just explode the comet, which would not be possible. Um, 
But in either way, what they're trying to do is create... I think you got that wrong. What do you mean you got that wrong? So, the Armageddon, mm-hmm. they try and cut it in half. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to break it up. No, they're, they're literally the whole point is they're cutting it in half. So, each half of it goes on the opposite sides of the Earth. That's exactly what they were there for. They literally, mm-hmm. that was the original plan from the beginning. I thought they were trying to blow it up. No. The deep impact, the plan was to set it on a different course. Yeah, because that's the only, like... Because that is because what you would have to do. Yeah, because physics. Yeah. But um, it's interesting because recently, I think it was um, a Japanese probe did it without having to put a nuke in a hole. I think they just rammed a satellite into a rock and it worked. So, I'm not an astrophysicist. Um, I don't even think I've got anything close to the understanding you'd need of basic maths to be an astrophysicist. Um, But yeah, it's it's possible to redirect the trajectory of an object in space Mm -hmm. because there's basically, other than gravity, there's no other forces. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, but... Yeah, blowing them up seems like like a really bad idea. Yeah, also it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, what they're trying to do in Armageddon wouldn't work. What they what they claim what they're actually doing in Armageddon, the impact it would actually have on the on the asteroid is just changing direction. Yeah. Like putting putting a nuke eight hundred. Uh, what was eight hundred miles down? No, it was, was like feet. Eight hundred feet. Well, what were they even doing? Okay. Anyway. Putting an asteroid however far down they were going, uh, or putting, sorry, putting a nuke and then detonating it would not break it in half or explode it or whatever it's supposed to, they think it's going to do. Yeah, we need Neil Tyson Degrassi. Hang on, let's give him a call. And I think he's got his name wrong. Neil Degrassi. Oh, Neil Degrassi Tyson. Yeah. Damn it, I'm, a, I'm not a real fan, guys. <laughs> you said his name backwards. Yeah, I did say his name backwards. Um... Yeah, so it, it, it wouldn't work. Did you like any part of Armageddon? Other uh, than the soundtrack? Um, and the, the fact that for some reason Michael Bay spent $20,000 out of the budget to replace Ben Affleck's teeth? Yeah, that's my favourite thing about the whole movie is that Ben Affleck got a whole new set of teeth. Like, that's wild to me that's insane yeah well, one of his co-stars is famously known for his bad teeth which is steve buscemi and steve buscemi while making this movie wanted to get dental work and michael bay said please don't you've got a million dollar smile <laughs> and at the same time he did like days into production said actually i don't like ben affleck's teeth they look like baby teeth on film i'm gonna pay twenty thousand dollars to replace all of his teeth that's insane. Can you imagine going, going, like, get it, you know, you, you, you interview for a job and you get the job and then, like, three days into the job, they're like, I'm gonna replace every tooth in your mouth. Well, as someone who has, in their own mind, bad teeth, mm-hmm. if an employer said, I'm gonna pay $20,000 to have your teeth replaced or, like, veneers or whatever. But I would not want someone to rip out all my teeth. Okay. But that's you. That's you would want someone to rip out all your teeth. If someone was paying $20,000 for to dental... To rip out all of your teeth. 
Yeah. And put in fake teeth. That's you, fine. I okay. We're speaking about this. Uh, you as a person who does not have any fake teeth, and me as a person who does, they're not good. <laughs> and these are decent teeth that I have. Yeah, but you have a nice smile, and I like looking at your smile. I hate my snaggle yeah, teeth. Yeah, but mine are... But, like, first of all, when I first got um, teeth... Is that word? <laughs> when I first got teeth... No, when I, okay, so, so for context for our listeners who don't know the story, I was... Uh, knocked down by a cyclist getting off a bus and I broke my three of my front teeth and I got initially they built up fake teeth with like the same stuff they'd make fillings with and for over two I think it was it was supposed to be two years and I think I kept them for five years because dental money um I literally could not bite anything with my front teeth I don't bite anything with my front teeth as it is now okay well, I could not, like, have an apple. I could not eat corn on the cob. Like, it was horrible. And then I've got these ones in now, and they cost a stupid amount of money. And they cause your gums to recede, and they cause, like, a whole lot of problems that are going to be annoying for me for the rest of my life. And also, they, they do not last. They're not going to be permanent. I am going to have to get implants at some point. And then those cause a whole slew of other problems. And I'm not looking forward to it. Um, so I don't think it would be worth it to have someone replace all of my teeth with fake teeth when I have working teeth. So long as they still function, why would I let someone... Like, it's like it's like if you was like, I'm going to rip out all the bones in your body and rip... It's, like, it's literally what they did to Wolverine. Yeah, that's what I want. I want metal teeth. <laughs> no! <laughs> It's not good. It's not good. Anyway, um, I would like to congratulate Lisa for going on a Nick-based rant. It was a completely unrelated subject to the movie. <laughs> um, I can hear Floyd's keyboard as we speak. All, all I could think about... So I started reading some of the IMDb trivia before the movie, and you were like, stop because you haven't seen this movie and wait till, you, till the end of the movie. Um, Armageddon, just for, for yeah, context. Um, and... Literally, I'd only read, like, four pieces of trivia, and one of them was the teeth thing. And so, for the whole movie, every time Ben Affleck opens his mouth, I was looking at his teeth. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, you know what? They do look really good. And then it was like, every time anyone else opened their mouth, I was looking at their teeth. Bruce Willis has, has a chipped front tooth. I don't know if he permanently has that, but he definitely had it in that film. And I was like, why didn't they... Like, it was so, so cheap for them to just fix that... Chip. So what you're saying is, is that Hollywood should, once this writer's strike is over, once the acting strike is over, that they should just have, instead of doing what they did with Batwoman, which was write off a movie as a tax credit, they should just, people should make indie movies where they just, all the actors and the staff and crew just get all dental work done. <laughs> And I'm that's just how they saying, write it off? I'm saying... No, I if, like this idea. I'm going to start an indie have, movie. If you hate someone's teeth so much to the point that you pay $20,000 to replace all their teeth, why would you not also pay, like, $400 or whatever it costs to, to, to cap the, the one... The, your, lead, your lead actor's chip front tooth? Well, maybe Bruce Willis being a roughneck oil driller. Um, but who ben has Affleck to... is also a roughneck oil driller. Yeah, but he has to be the handsome one. 
The handsome one... The handsome people don't have small teeth. Yeah, handsome man gets a girl, and then their father-in-law gets blown up, saving the planet giant asteroid. Um, here's my two cents. It's actually going to be like four to twenty cents. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, here's my tooth. Yeah, here's my tooth. Um, <laughs> the Deep Impact is more of a family-orientated adventure because it is more a human story that focuses on the people involved around the mission like, the people trying to just live through this catastrophic Armageddon um, extinction-level event, where Armageddon is, like, a, like, drinking terrible beer that you, your dad grew up drinking and you drank when you were 12 and you'll drink until you die of, um, what is it, sclerosis of the liver? What does alcoholism cause? Um, it is, it is the most lifted truck oversized American flag, bare in hand, riding off into the sunset, like, with a lasso on the truck horns, like, riding it like a horse rather than a, a, a vehicle. You know what like else a, it is? Like, a movie. Because, like, at least in Deep Impact, at least in Deep Impact, they're like, the president, who's played by Morgan Freeman, rather than generic old white guy number seven, um, is... He's like, oh, look, I'm, I've already told every ambassador for every other country. Now I'm going to tell you guys. Yeah. Versus it's like, the mission's already launched, they're there, and then Shanghai gets hit, and they're like, oh, it's become public now. It's like, you're Canada, you're hiding it from, like, it's literally going to destroy the Pacific. It's going to destroy the Atlantic, like, the entire Pacific coastline. I know Canada's not very populated there, but still, like... Give your allies, give NATO a heads up, mm -hmm. like anything. But nah, they're just like, nah. Um, it's also a movie about a major catastrophic, like natural disaster where climate activists are painted as decades evil. Yeah. And the heroes of the movie are oil workers. I wonder where Michael Bay got his money from. <laughs> What? How? How do you make a movie about a about a natural disaster, where your heroes are oil companies? Lots of money. Ridiculous. Yeah. Just utter ludicrousy. So the yeah, it's it is a very different story, even though it is the same story. Even though it's a ripoff of Deep Impact. Because the writer of Deep Impact pitched it to a you to a Disney president, or a Disney um, production president, at a lunch, and they declined it, and then they started producing Deep or um, Armageddon. Yeah, but it's, it's like a rip off. No, it's everything in Hollywood is exactly the same way. No, it's, but they literally ripped it off. They do that all the time. You're like surprised about it. No, no, oh, no. But I'm saying that like if you know if we're comparing these movies. It, they're not si just movies that happen to come out similar at the same time. It's a direct ripoff. You know about the Houdini thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that every single studio in Hollywood has a script mm -hmm. ready to go for a Houdini movie, and as soon as someone is yeah, like in pre-production, one person pulls it. It's like a, a Mexican standoff. Yeah. One yeah. person pulls the trigger. They're all gonna go. Yeah. I know. I get that, but like, this was a case of 
you know, they, someone had had this idea, had written this movie, and then pitched it to a studio that didn't want it, and then that studio got someone to write the same movie. It was not the, well, debatable. Well, there's you? also stuff that they cut from it, that they changed from it. It was supposed to start off, do you want to know what the original, the original script beginning of Armageddon was? I'm gonna, you're gonna it was a me. group of school children watching the stars and seeing the asteroid. Right, instead of the old dude who has a terrible relationship with his wife screaming, Get the book! Get the book! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, and also, like, it's, it's just bizarre to me. They had to cut a line out of um, Deep Impact because when the president was making his his speech at the press conference where he was revealing the stuff... Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yep. Um, he says, life will go on, we will prevail. And then after that, it, in the script, and they filmed it, and then they had to cut it in, in post-production, he said, this is not Armageddon. Why'd they have to cut it? I would have left that in. <laughs> they couldn't, because suddenly Armageddon was in production. <laughs> Well, they were already, you know, they'd already done filming. Um, they were like, oh, it's, it's, our movie is going to be a box office competition with Armageddon and we can't outright state this is not Armageddon in the middle of the movie. <laughs> it would be very funny, though, I think. Yeah. To, to square it up, let's go over the characters. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll start with Deep Impact because, like I said, it is a more human story. It is the more, like, families trying to survive. It's funny because... Like Armageddon is literally about a family, but it's about one family. Very, yeah. Whereas you see like nothing of other people on Earth, as opposed to in Deep Impact, where you're seeing almost exclusively the impact on Earth, and then the you know the people going up into space is almost like a subplot. It's it's it's, yeah. and then our we're we follow three protagonists in Deep Impact, and they're all very self-sacrificial, as opposed to our Armageddon people who are. A bunch of shitheads. Yeah. Um, so, you have baby Elijah Wood, who's the one who discovers the, the asteroid. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo Biederman. Yeah. And then you follow the reporter who's undercover, uh, like, thinks she's uncovering some sort of scandal, possibly the president's mistress, mm-hmm. named... Uh, Ellie. Ellie. And then... And then Google's Ellie on, like, the <laughs> yeah. slowest... The thing that I found hilarious... Um, this is pre-Google. Yeah, yeah, but the thing that I found hilarious is when she's doing it, she's, like, sighs and, like, wipes, wipes her brow, like, halfway through. She's wrote in four letters and typed enter mm-hmm. and clicked on two links. And yeah. she's like, oh, this my God. This is the 90s, okay? There was... There was yeah, but it's not physically... time. Yeah, but... <laughs> Dial-up didn't physically drain your life force while using okay, it. Okay, the context for this, though, is that she thought she was following up on a story about a mistress, and then she got, like... Kidnapped by the FBI. Yes, and brought in and met the president, and the and then she suddenly realizes that, like, she obviously stumbled onto something way deeper than what she There's... thinks she has, but she can't let them know that. I have a theory... Yeah. And this might track with you, or you might have not noticed it. I only noticed it when I was watching it this time around, because I've seen both these movies before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of close-up shots of a brand of food. Right. 
that all happens to be in the like survival like the areas where she meets the goes in the back offices and meets the president yeah. um the was he the secretary of the treasury Okay. So the guy who's yeah. responsible for the like the budget, mm-hmm. he's the um played by your, your boy James Cromwell, 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 Cromwell. Yeah, he he wasn't there though. He was. She went to see him first. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that he has he's got the same brand of food. Right. And he's like, I'm gonna spend the time with my family. Yeah. And he's like loading his boat up like that's gonna do anything. Like where the hell is he gonna go in Mexico? Um. I don't think no. I think he's retired so that he can literally just. Relax with his family. He's not going anywhere. Then why were they apocalypse sheltering? I don't know. Maybe they went to a cabin so, or something. So, yeah. My point being, there is the same brand of food mm-hmm. at the boat ramp and where she meets the president. Yeah. And I think it was on the same side of, like, the weird TV they had set up in the in the room where she's presenting from for the news. I think it was the same brand. Okay. I don't know if there was like an abandoned plot line in the movie, but it seems very odd. Like it almost seems that some multi-level marketing like background company within the movie is taking advantage of like the apocalypse because it seems very weird that the camera zooms up on the branding twice. I I maybe she just... was just trying to piece together what the hell was going on. Yeah, but the thing that shows up is a branding on the side. It's not okay. like showing you like a case of cans with beans in it. It's literally like this brand of food. Okay. I don't know. That's just my two cents. Um, I don't even know what to look up to figure that out. Okay. Well, I'm not saying <laughs> to figure it out. I'm just saying that this is this is. In my opinion, something was weird about this this whole company thing, and it just like fizzled out, or they just abandoned this plot line. Anyway, so yeah, reporter Elijah Wood, um, the crew of the space shuttle, and who was the other character? Oh, I guess it's the 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 girlfriend slash wife of Elijah Wood, uh, Lily, I think. Uh, Lily Zelinsky. Yeah. Oh, did I say that right? Yeah. I like her. I've seen her in a bunch of things. She's... I haven't seen her in anything recently, though. I don't know what she's up to. Yeah, I went down the rabbit hole while watching it anyway. Um... Ensure is the brand. Yeah. It is a sweet canned drink that's used to help gain weight for people who have had severe weight loss. What? Yeah, weird, eh? That is weird. I'm it's like not... a corn syrup thing. Um... And it was in both places. It's, it just, so it's, it's a high it's a high calorie Like a survival food. Yeah. Yeah. Just weird to me. Anyway. Um Interesting. See? I'm not crazy. Well, yeah, no, it's a TV it that's crazy. Say you were crazy. I was just trying to figure out why or if there was anything to your your theory there, but not not that I found. Hmm. It's like the um You've so, seen cl- cl- So we've listed their entire the entire ingredients of it. That's weird. Um, you mentioned Cloverfield multiple times. Well, what I think twice when we were watching. Um, Did I mention it twice? Pretty sure you brought it up twice. Um, when we were watching uh, Deep Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the Statue of Liberty's head is seen yeah. floating down the street. Um, which, uh, if you haven't seen uh, Cloverfield, is um, 
the Statue of Liberty's head is thrown into the street outside the apartment of the people you're following. Because um, that whole thing is about a Japanese company who the character's going to go work for, who are doing a mining thing for like a superfood that's like a deep water kelp. And that's where clover comes from and it's a big thing. But it's like in the weeds of like viral marketing and these fake websites that popped up for the company that the guy was going to go work for in Japan. Mm-hmm. It is so weird. And I just thought that there might have been some little little sprinkling, little garnish of um, that going on in, in, in Deep Impact. But okay. clearly I'm the crazy one. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. It would be difficult. If, if it's not been like publicized, it would be difficult to find that out. Yeah. You know, 20 years after the fact or you know, 20 Five years after that? Yeah, so a long time ago. Um, Armageddon, on the other hand, is um, take a bunch of really good actors and give them a one-liner personality where Steve Machini is the horny guy. And he, by the way, he I, he did not like that. Yeah. Um, because that's not how the character was written, and he specifically took the role because he wanted to get away from those stereotypes. Yeah. Um. He was not happy. So yeah, so he, it was pitched to him as a heroic geologist, and he wanted to change from acting as low lives and things. Yeah. And then um, after, after he was cast, they changed the script to give him sleepy characteristics. Um, and you have uh, Bear, who's a giant. Um, which Wilson brother is it? Is it Owen? Owen. Or, Owen yeah, Wilson. it is Owen Wilson. Oh, Wilson is a cowboy. Um, Owen Wilson might be the best actor in that movie. Yeah, you get Bruce Willis's discount best friend, and Liv Tyler. Bruce Willis. Uh, like discount best friend. Uh, what the hell was the character's name? Like, uh, I can't even remember the guy's name. Which guy's the discount best friend? What Chick. Mean? Chick Chapel is the guy's name. Chick. Played by Will Patton. Oh yeah, I bar- I, like, I exactly. feel like I didn't even. He survives to the end of the movie as well, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, and he's like he's the only decent character out of the whole lot because he's like try like well, bef- the Billy Bob Thornton's the... character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying out of the roughneck crew, right? Out of the oil riggers, he's mm-hmm. the only decent character because all of them like. They get released a day before they have to fly, which is bullshit because of, like, quarantine regulations for um, being an astronaut because you don't want a virus or bacterial infection to go up into space. Yeah. Um, um, so they get released, and he goes and visits the strange, ex- ex- estranged ex with his kid, mm-hmm. and he's all like, hey, I just want to, like, just give the kid this. And he gives him like a space shuttle model. And the mums are like, he's a salesman. The court said you can't come round here. He's like the only, Chuck is the only decent character. But he can't be that decent. Because Because he's a gambling addict. He's got gambling addiction. Yeah. Literally, one of the the things he wants, if they survive, for the government to give him is like a crazy, like all expenses paid trip gambling. But that means he's not decent because he hasn't, like, you know, he could say, especially if he cares about his his kid, 
he and getting to see his kid again and not being court ordered not to see his child he could have asked for them to pay for him to go through like addiction shit like go to like a gambling addict there is too much character development for a michael bay movie i'm sorry i'm sorry it is it is um the uh, written by jj amrams what what is Armageddon. Is it written by JJ? Uh, well, it was written by like a, a dozen writers, but one of the main ones is JJ Abrams, yeah. You didn't know that? Well, the screenplay is, but the story's not. Anyway, um, yeah, we've, we've glossed over Liv Tyler, mm-hmm. who's in love with AJ, played by. Um, Teeth, man. Ba- baby teeth. Baby teeth. Growing uh, ba- up, baby teeth. Batfleck. Um, and she's the daughter of Harry, who's played by Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And Harry's pissed because his daughter is dating AJ. Mm-hmm. And they have a big father-daughter moment of like, how dare you date someone you've been surrounded with your entire life and only know anything about them. It's so bizarre. I don't understand... His whole relationship with AJ, because, like, the whole time he's like, I hate him, I hate his guts, I'd never trust him, I don't remember, and then he's like, you were always like a son to me, and I want you to marry my daughter. Yeah. It's like, that's, every layer of that is bad. Yeah. Um, did we talk about Robert Duvall in Deep Impact? No. Because he's the equivalent of Bruce Willis's character, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, he's um, the, he's the long-toothed, like, last man on the moon, real astronaut, like, by the skin of their teeth and the hair on their, insert word, um, like astronauts, like old school astronauts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because in, in Deep Impact, the astronauts they send up are all young astronauts who have yeah, been... Yeah, they've already done ever simulator stuff. Yeah, so they've been training for ages. So that's, this is a thing that pisses me off about Armageddon. It's like the time frame. Well, the time frame doesn't make any sense. Because in Deep but Impact... Ben Affleck brought it up with Michael Bay when they were filming it. Uh, and he's like, this doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't it just be easier to teach astronauts how to, to drill? drill? Yeah. And his response to Ben Affleck was shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, everyone hated it. Uh, Bruce Willis refused to ever work with Michael Bay again. To the point that they wanted Michael Bay to direct um, one of the Die Hard movies. Oh, God. And Bruce Willis says, I will not be in the movie if you get him directed. Literally, you will lose John McClane. Yeah. <laughs> if you bring Michael Bay in, he will ruin this movie, and I do not want to have anything to do with him. Um, well, yeah, what was I just talking about? I don't know. I was talking about something, and then you started talking about something else. Uh, the old man Lovely astronaut. Man. Yeah. The young to- cr- to- uh, uh, The young crew. Something. To do with the time frame. Oh um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> absolutely terrible. Because they get yeah, like so in deep, seventeen days or eighteen days. Eighteen days. So in Deep Impact, they first spot the asteroid two years before it's due to hit Earth. Yeah. And then, like, when they send up the manned mission to try and deflect it, it's still like ten months or something until it's due to hit. Yeah. So they have all that time then to do their preparedness stuff and you know whatever um and i mean yes it does in the end come down to like a you know an 11th hour kind of thing but in armageddon 
it starts off eleventh hour and and it yeah. just keeps getting it's and they just keep getting another eleventh hour and it's like how many eleventh hours can you have? It's it's very confusing from a perspective of like how time because you get this weird montage of them doing astronaut training and like psychological evaluations and yeah, rip, literally... ripping an engineered piece of equipment to pieces and then putting it back together again and then practicing with it. It's, and they've got 18 days. But it's 17 not, days since when you're Harry saying, turns up. You're saying this like they have 18 days to train. That's not true. They only discover the asteroid 18 days before it's due to hit. Yeah. So by the time they've figured out they need these oil riggers and they get the oil riggers on board, they have 10 days to train. I thought Harry turned up on the, like... What? Oh, okay. They're given 10 days. Yeah. To get out. Now, in fairness, maybe that's... Still, probably more than ten days before it's due to hit because it's because they have to launch after ten days. No, I'm pretty sure he said it's going to hit us in eighteen days. Yeah, they say that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. When they first discover it. That's so ridiculous. Because I took that down because I literally wrote like in capital letters, "How did they not see it until eighteen days before it hits?" Um, it makes no sense. I will go on for it because it feels like a meme. And I, we're not doing it intentionally, but again, in both these movies, you have the Twin Towers getting destroyed. Yeah, it is a meme in that we have made a meme, which is uh, the, uh, like, how many, zero days since, yeah. we, since zero episodes since we discussed 9-11, and we're, we are absolutely discussing 9-11 again. Yeah. Why do they keep doing this to me? Because in Armageddon, it gets hit by, so the asteroid goes through the belt that's between, um... Jupiter and Mars, so it like shoots a bunch of shrapnel at Earth before the big giant comet's coming, and in that sequence, like heaps of like famous New York New York landmarks get destroyed, mm-hmm. um, uh, including the Twin Towers, the Empire State Building, Grand Central Station, and I can't remember the last one. The Twin Towers don't get utterly destroyed. No, they're both... Off scene, you, like, see it in the background getting hit directly by a meteor. Yeah, yeah, and then it shows a shot of the South Tower with the top missing burning. Yeah. uh, Which is, I think, exactly how it happened when it happened. Yeah. Scary. Um, Also, that was their first indication. So So Armageddon opens with, like, a space station getting hit by these... You know, bits of debris, and it's then it's a space shuttle. A space shuttle, yeah. sorry, and then it rains down on the Earth, and that's when they suddenly notice that there's an asteroid that has already passed Jupiter. Like, surely they would have seen it. No, because that's the whole bit that Billy Bob Thornton makes. Is like our current budget to watch the sky is one million dollars a year, which gives us about three percent of looking up. Like, I would love to see someone write like high level fan fiction. About the universes of both these movies after all of this happens. Right. Because there'd be a lot of geopolitical change. Mm. I mean, so yeah, so if we talk about the physical impacts on Earth in both of these yeah. movies. France is destroyed, Shanghai's screwed up, like millions are dead in Shanghai. Yeah. Like, Paris is literally, like, nuked. Yeah, Paris is off the map. I don't know. But a huge chunk of France is gone. Yeah. Um, obviously... The whole east coast of the U.S. had r- rained asteroids on it. Yeah. Um, in Deep Impact, the a small section, so the, they met, they accidentally split the asteroid, 
and the smaller part of it does impact, but it impacts in the middle of the Atlantic. And like um, completely wipes out the West Coast. Yeah, no, East Coast, East Coast of the US. Um, no, because Washington DC is on the East Coast. Oh yeah, yeah, of sorry, the US. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, I'm getting confused. I've with... been there. Yeah, sorry, I was getting confused <laughs> between movies. Um, yeah, so it East, so it, yeah, so it impacts them in the Atlantic. It wipes out the East Coast of the US, New York City, etc. It goes like. I can't remember how far they said it went in. Like in that one. Several colo- like miles inland. Several hundred miles. Yeah. Inland. Like six hundred miles, I think, or something. Yeah. Is that right? It's weird too because like the when um they... baby Elijah finds his family after abandoning the fact that he was in the lotto to win or the lottery to get into the apocalypse shelters to save the human race. Mm-hmm. Um, if the mail the the mission failed. It says six miles to Virginia beaches. Yep. So that's on the east coast. Yeah, but that means that they're not that far from the sea. Yeah, that's why they're trying to get. That's literally why yeah, they're trying to get to high ground. I understand that. He I'm turns saying, around the whole. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Lower I understand that, but like, they if the like the wave doesn't make a lot of sense then because if it's like literally going in several. Like dozens of miles in in land, yeah, and they're only six miles from the sea, mm-hmm. and they escape by going up a very large hill. The mountains in Virginia are yeah pretty yeah. significantly high mountains, but it like literally just goes bloop at the bottom of the mountain they're on. <laughs> I assume it goes past the mountain range, but where where we're seeing it, we're seeing a mountain range where it can't. It's not going to sweep up over the mountain range; it'll go around. It's not how tsunamis work, but okay. What do you mean? It's not it's like... It's not going to climb higher up the mountain. Yes, it would, because that's what the whole point of surge waters are. So, so when the wave... The wave isn't just like it crashes and then recedes like the regular waves that the ocean does. There's yeah. all that extra water behind it. Yeah. So it doesn't just like stop and then recede. No, I'm not saying it stops and recedes. I'm saying it can't like suddenly increase in volume to go up a hill. It would it's going around the mountain. Where do you think the rest of the water goes? Around the mountain and continue there's rivers through that. <laughs> it would it would follow the the valleys. Okay. How does ang- the geography work? You know, anyway, angry. The other thing is that they, they just do a throwaway line which is that oh yeah, also Europe and Africa were affected. Literally, Ireland would be gone off the map if it was hit by a wave of that size. That size, it would just be gone. Iceland, yeah, yeah but also. there's lots of countries you could say that about. And it would be very interesting yeah. to see any islands, yeah, in the <laughs> the Atlantic. I, I don't know if New Zealand would be okay because we'd we'd get protected by like South America and Africa. Yeah. Um. We're in the middle, so South America. So that no, it's hitting the Atlantic. Yeah. So you've got South America protecting you from one side and Africa protecting you from the other. Yeah, and Australia on one side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So New Zealand would probably be okay. I think the water levels as a whole would rise, which probably would impact New Zealand. There'd be some coastal areas that would not survive. I don't think Batoni would be around. Um. It's not going to take a friggin' tsunami to do that, but anyway. But, yeah, I know, but the tsunami's not going to hit New Zealand. Yeah. 
It's going to be just general water rights. Anyway, like I was saying, it'd be very interesting to see a story about a post, post like asteroid event. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure governments would be way more focused on never letting it happen again and like focusing on because like the economies of certain areas would be like screwed up Mm -hmm. international shipping would be screwed up for who knows how long Mm -hmm. your port systems it'd be like covid all over again except there'd be whole new bodies of water in places yeah because the waters rise everywhere yeah um you know, it'd be interesting to see what the effect would be, even on like the polar ice caps and things like that. Because they sort of cover. You've seen the second Independence Day movie, right? Yep. Yeah, it'd be similar to that, in my opinion. Right. Just less crap. Because that movie is terrible. So, which movie do you want to see a sequel to? Deep, Deep Impact or Armageddon? Neither. I wanted like generic one that could be either of them. <laughs> but they have very different impacts because one of them was massive tsunami and the other one was like whole cities being wiped out by asteroids landing directly on them. Yeah, but you could make it vague enough where it was just like, you know, years ago heroes sacrificed themselves to save the Earth from the giant asteroid that was killing us all. Here is a story of a rebuilt Earth. And our space station that shoots down asteroids that have been shot from the other side of the galaxy by bug plasma. Become a citizen today. (laughs) It's a whole plot line of... Like, Buenos Aires gets destroyed? And they have to go to Clindathu? They have to go to Clindathu, Lisa! To destroy the bug menace! It's all a prequel to Starship Troopers, I'm telling you! (laughs) (laughs) does make sense when you think so what you're it. saying is that you've already we've already seen the sequel yeah and it's Starship Star Troopers I don't think that's this accurate. is a prequel to Starship Troopers they're both prequels to they're Starship both, Troopers they're both separate prequels, prequels. yeah, yeah. to Starship Troopers anything with a giant asteroid was fired by bug plasma from Clodathu did they happen like in the same universe then like which one happened first Armageddon well, the dinosaurs first, obviously. No, no. Armageddon or Deep Impact? Well, Armageddon looks like way too futuristic. Okay, so Deep Impact happened. Parallel universes. And then there's another... Where we're in... Not parallel de- universes. Yes, parallel universes where Deep Impact, they're using, they're still using steampunk. Until later, until the Victorian era. What? Moving on. Um... Yeah, there's a great performances of the actors, even though like the di- acting, directing, and the um, the the dialogue is absolutely awful in Armageddon. No, I'm not segueing half enough are back there, into the. Are there good acting performances though? Yeah. Are there? Yeah. From who? Um. Well, there is that moment that you know every young couple have, where you're listening to your dad sing. <laughs> And you're shoving animal crackers down Liv Tyler's underpants. Every young couple has had that moment. Hashtag relatable. Yeah, hashtag relatable. Hashtag this could be us. 
if you answered my calls and unblocked me on social media. Um, it is such a weird... Someone pointed it out, and it feels like it might have been a cracked video. It feels like I'm stealing it from a cracked video, but being that they got sold and that turned to garbage, um, I feel I can steal it now. But yeah, that it is such a weird premise of Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, drive off into the countryside to obviously, like, fear bang. Um, and... You have Aerosmith playing, and he's literally shoving animal crackers down her underpants, and you're like... You know that was all added later, right? It's still in the movie. Yeah, 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 but they didn't... It wasn't part of the original movie. Do you know why that was added? Because Ben Affleck had animal crackers on him? No, because Titanic was so successful that they thought, oh, maybe we should have, like, a love story in this movie, and it'll also be successful. But it was. Yeah. With this so literally it's was no but there was no love story. Okay. So they Even when they were filming they and so they had to like Wait, so the whole You're telling me the whole relationship between Liv Tyler and AJ Yeah. was added after they were finished the movie. No, I don't think they'd finished filming. But they had certainly started filming before they started before they decided to do that. And it was literally because, um, yeah, there was, the Titanic was so successful, and so the specifically whole... successful with teenage girls, and they were like, shit, we can get a whole new demographic to this movie if we put a love story in. So the whole beginning of Bruce Willis trying to kill him, mm -hmm. him being fired, mm -hmm. was unrelated? But then the no, 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 it was, I, all, I assume all rewritten... So they could add this love story in. So I don't know what the hell... That is a huge portion of the movie. Yeah, I don't know what the relationship was between them when they Yeah, because, were... like, why the hell would Ben Affleck... Like, who loses the, the drawing of the... Well, we don't know how far into the movie they were doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they literally rewrote the script. So Because the, the script that they started filming with did not have any romantic subplot in it. There was no relationship. It was literally after Titanic was successful, was specifically successful successful with teenage girls, that they were like, oh shit. So they were all filmed, yeah, so it says they were all filmed late in production. Late in production is what it says. Which means <laughs> they must have filmed most of the movie without that. Which is crazy to me, because it's, it's like every it's scene like that the, he's in almost. Yeah, is. it's the core part of the movie for those three characters. Maybe that's why the relationship between him and Harry is so weird. That he goes from, like, hating him to, love, like, I can't trust him, oh, of course I trust him, I can't trust him, I, I love him like a son, you know, it's like, it's such a weird, like, it just keeps fluctuating, and maybe that's why, because it literally, maybe some of those scenes were already filmed before. <laughs> it's nuts to me, because I can't, like, I don't know how that relationship could have not been in it from the beginning. I'm lost. <laughs> but, the um, relationships in um, Deep Impact are far more like grounded in reality. Mm. You have uh, I can't remember the character's name. Which one? The, the reporter. Jenny. Jenny reconnecting with her dad. Yeah. Um. Obviously, her mum committing suicide. I feel like she did because she gets dressed up and then she gets found dead before it happens. Yeah, it's very. It's kind of left 
for interpretation, I yeah. think. Because it's um it's revealed that so they they can put a million people in this bunker and anybody two, over fifty Yeah, years, so yeah. two two hundred thousand of them are pre selected important on, people yeah. and science scientists, etc. Nerds. And um the other eight hundred thousand are, are selected randomly from a lottery, but they announce and they make her announce on TV and she she's doing this knowing that her parents are gonna be excluded from it. Um they announced that no one over the age of 50 will be included in the lottery. Yeah. Um, which is horrible. Um, and her mother's like, oh, I feel free now, actually, knowing that. Which is actually, I mean, that is um, textbook warning signs for suicide. Yeah. Is, is like, sudden, you're suddenly feeling... Like a weight's lifted off you and you're like, cool, I can do whatever I want now. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, so if you have friends who are like very, very depressed and then just all of a sudden out of nowhere, they're like really happy and seem really free and relaxed and they're and they, like acting almost euphoric, is, yeah. um, it can be a sign that they, that they have made a decision to end their life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's implied in this. It's never, I don't think it's, it's not really outright said. Yeah. But baby Elijah, the girl next door, they get married. That's yeah, they're a, teenagers. They're like 16 yeah. or 17. Yeah, it's a very cute, like, innocent. Because, like, the impromptu line that cracked me up of the, like, bro, don't you know famous people get laid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, You're going to yeah. have way more sex than everybody else. <laughs> and, and, like, baby Elijah's there, like, I will? And then all the girls are like, ha, ah, they're talking about you. Um... The girl next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, the the yeah. So it's the guy. The actor's name is Jason Doring. So as they do like um a press conference almost, at, but it's a school assembly, and it's yeah. Leo Biederman, uh, Elijah Wood's character, talking to everyone about how he helped discover the asteroid. Um, and literally one of the kids stands up and just says, "You're going to have more sex than anyone else in our class." Yeah. And that was improvised. So all of the reactions to that are. Genuine. genuine yeah which includes like the, the little sister being like <gasps> scandalized um it's very funny i like it yeah the boy was in armageddon what boy keith david oh yeah your boy yeah my well i said that my boy was yeah my boy elijah wood was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know there's just far more human stories and deep impact than mm-hmm. the beer guzzling and a lot more American flag toting very emotional moments yeah like um, when she, the reporter uh, what was her name Jenny Jenny gives up the seat to her boss slash co-worker mm-hmm. so who was the doctor in ER the one that ended up I can't remember the actress's name actor's name sorry uh, I can find that out pretty quickly because uh, she developed a curve in her spine. Laura Innes. Yeah, because she played a doctor on ER for years mm-hmm. who had a, like, she would, like, house-esque leg injury. Oh, okay. And because she constantly used a crutch, constantly on screen for, you know, how long ever TV show, seasons of TV shows back in the day ran for. I think they were, like, 22 episodes. So you can imagine how much time she spent pretending to have, like, a crippled leg. Which actually calls her to have a spine injury. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the her selfishness, selflessness mm-hmm. of giving up her seat to 
this woman who's not exactly nice to her. Yeah. But it's a very like, I'm the biggest fish in this pond. So I, until I move on to bigger and better things, you just stay out of my way. I don't. I think it's. Um, I don't think. I think it's a more complicated relationship than that because I think they get on very well at the beginning of the movie, and I think the tension rises between them when she realizes that Jenny knew about the story, which is like the it's story. about the apocalypse. Yeah. It's the biggest story they could possibly have that she knew about it and didn't tell the rest of the studio. Yeah. Um. So she starts to feel betrayed, like, oh, Jenny has done this to undermine me, which is not really what's happened. I just realised what the other movie we should have watched with this is. What? This is the end. Mm. No. I was joking. It's not the same. Yeah. I think... Because it's um, literally a biblical apocalypse with demons. Yeah, that more recent movie that I haven't watched and don't really have any interest in watching, Don't Look Up. Oh, yeah. I think that's similar to these. Yeah, it is very similar... Um, it's more of a dig. Like, Armageddon is very patriotic. Um, Deep Impact for me feels like the all-American, like, family adventure movie. Like, it's supposed to feel wholesome. Like, Armageddon literally has, like, American flags billowing constantly. There is a moment where they, where he's like, let me show you how it's done in my country and starts firing a gun, but he fires it through the American flag logo. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. Um, the... Yeah, Don't Look Up is interesting because it is a satire, but it is way more close to reality of people looting and going absolutely crazy because even if it was just like martial law and there's a, there's a thing, it's like, we're all going to die. Like, it should be a giant party. Like... Are the police going to stop me from doing fentanyl in the street? No, they're worried about, like, the fact that their family don't have any water because why would the water maintenance dude turn up to work? Even the president was like, you're going to do your job and you're going to pay taxes. Yeah, I do like that, um... It's like, I resign. Like, I'm going to take my holiday. Like, fuck you, what are you going to do about it? What is the president going to come down here and kick my ass? Well, like... I like that in Deep Impact, the president says, like, I don't want people taking advantage of this to raise prices and yeah. so I'm I'm freezing all wages and I'm freezing all prices of yeah. everything because um, I think that was very realistic to be like okay because there will be and we've seen it there are people who will yeah. try to you know take advantage of well, desperation a, you know the stuff that I know about in New Zealand what happened during lockdown yeah. where the government handed out money to big businesses and were like you're not going to do anything and then when those big businesses closed stores, fired staff, combined like locations, yeah. And the government was like, "Where was that molt? Like, it was like sixty something million dollars they gave to this business in particular." Should I name names? Oh. It doesn't really matter. No, international listeners don't care. But the yeah. warehouse did it. They closed down their stores. They fired. Well, they made their staff redundant, and then they combined certain locations from both warehouse stationery into just the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And now you go into certain warehouses, and it also has. A section warehouse stationery very much like farmers did with Stevens um, even though they were owned by the same people originally anyway but yeah and then when the government was like hey you promised us not to do that also you've had a hundred and thirty million dollars profit more than last year yeah. give us back the sixty million dollars we get sixty plus million dollars where they gave you and they were like oh we don't have it right now we'll give it to you later and the government was like, well, we will be coming for it. But, mm. like, yeah, okay, later's fine. But that was ridiculous. And yeah. the exact same thing would happen during any any 
anything greed wins out because yep. human beings when it comes to money and fucking over your fellow man we're scumbags if i have a service and you need it and there's no way you can go to somebody else and there's no market for people to worry about shopping around because you need it tomorrow or now um people will price gouge yep it's a simple fact mm -hmm. like shipping in new zealand shipping internationally has changed so much since covid ended it used to be so much better and it's terrible now i'm just salty because i've been waiting seven days for a package that came from like only a couple of hundred kilometers away and it's bullshit anyway um seven hours i had it just driving around just driving around with my package seven hours wasn't delivered um still salty well, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, you will have your bed. If not, um, I will be <laughs> renting a car and going to the warehouse and kicking the door in. Um, yeah, because you'll have had time to get a license between now and then. Yeah, because that's how long it takes them to friggin' deliver anything. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, it'll steal your phone and use your account. Um, I can drive, just not legally. Um, well, by myself, anyway. The... Yeah, the, the human story is just so glazed over. Like, the relationship... Yeah, the relationships they have, like, you've got Harry, his daughter, AJ, Steve Buscemi, and a illegal... Maybe illegal immigrant, but, like, an immigrant prostitute-slash-tripper. Um, he also owns lots of money to the mob. Loan sharks. Because he thought he was going to die. Um, um, I think All that... the people with, like, wholesome family backgrounds are the ones that all die. Yeah. I think... The guy who owns a ranch. The guy who's like, loves his mum. Liv Tyler in Armageddon has to pull the weight of being the sole representative of all the humans on Earth who are going to lose loved ones. Except it doesn't... It falls flat because she doesn't actually care about... The Earth surviving? She cares about the people who are on the asteroid surviving. Yeah, she's got an itching, and the only thing that can survive that itch, solve that itch, is animal crackers. Um, but yeah, so it just falls short, whereas you get so many varied human stories in, in Deep Impact, even from the beginning when we don't know what's happening yet, and, and Jenny goes to um, James Cromwell's character, yeah. and he's like, I, you know, I want to spend time with my family wouldn't you yeah um you know the president is very human the you get like the stories of the reporter the other reporters and then jenny um her relationship with her dad and her stepmom and her mom and you get leo biederman uh, elijah wood's character where he's you know him and his family get selected and he like that in a, in a desperate attempt to save his girlfriend and her family he he marries her um, and then they won't take her family, so she stays, and then he, he gives up his place in the the bunker to go back for her. And that moment that I find emotional, and I found it emotional this time too, even knowing it was coming, um, when he catches up to them in the, in the, on the road. Yeah, in the and traffic they, jam. Yeah, in the traffic jam, and they know they're not going to get away from what's coming. Yeah. And they send... They not only send their daughter with him, but they also 
just like immediately like this like they because they don't say anything to her but they share this idea and the father puts the baby carrier on her and the mother is like I want you to take yeah the baby take the baby and the daughter is like saying like no you know no I can't, I can't go and she's like you need to go and they send her off with with Leo so they can get to high ground on the motorbike and that's like is very emotional yeah um and then you have like the the other one that gets me is the um. So the astronauts who were up there, one of them accidentally looked, you know, didn't get his visor down in time and looked into the sun and blinded himself. Yeah. And when they decide that they're going to go back and try one last time to stop it, um, and they know it's a suicide mission, they're all going to die. They've decided together they're all going to go, they're going to do this, because it's them or the whole of the Earth. Yeah. Um, and they get, like, they each get one last call with their families, and this guy doesn't want to admit to his his wife and their baby, their baby who has been born after he left Earth, yeah. um, that he can't see them. So you have the guy next to him describing what's happening so yeah. that he can pretend he can see them. Like that's heartbreaking to me. Yeah. That he's about to he's about to go die. He's moments before he knows he's gonna go sacrifice himself. And he doesn't even get to see the baby. Yeah. But he doesn't want them to lose spirits, so he's pretending. It's very so. There's a there's a lot of very emotional moments in Deep Impact. Yeah, it is the better movie of the two, even though it's lower yeah, rated. I don't understand why it's lower rated. It also didn't do as well in box office. I mean, yeah. it did really well in box office though, but Armageddon did better. Yeah. Um. Which sucks. Maybe just bigger named stars. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's big names in Deep Impact. A couple of them, though, are, you know, at the beginnings of their careers. But you can say the same about Armageddon. Like, Owen Wilson was right at the beginning of his career. Ben Affleck was, was pretty early on in his career. Yeah. Liv Tyler is only... she. The movie came out on her 21st birthday. Yeah. Um. So there, yeah. But, I don't know, maybe it's just the, the pull of it being, A, a Disney-produced movie, and B, starring Bruce Willis. And see an action movie. I think Michael Bay had a career at that point. I think he was. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of. So there's. He's. I don't know if it'd be controversial. He's been using a lot of his old footage mm-hmm. in trans. Like, there's scenes in Armageddon that literally just had CGI Transformers thrown over the top of it. <laughs> um, and the same with. I think he, uh, I think it's, um, I know the island is used, mm-hmm. um, but I think the other one, yeah, it was Bad Boys. There's scenes from Bad Boys that are also used in Transformers. Why? To save on their budget because they're just over the top giant stunts. So when one of the sequences in the beginning with New York, mm-hmm. and there's like a line of buses, and yeah. then like missiles hit them and they explode in a line. They literally just CGI'd in, like, robot lasers. and Autobots. Yeah. <laughs> and they rolled out, and the explosions happened. Um, alright. Uh, I mean, Disney have been doing that for decades, though. Cause yeah, because this is his third, his third big movie. Because mm. he did Bad Boys, which is really good. Yeah. Um, the Rock, which you love. What? You love The Rock. Why do I love The Rock? Because it's Nicolas Cage and you um... Shooting people after asking if they liked the song Rocket Man by Elm John. Okay. 
we've we've literally never discussed The Rock ever. So I don't know why you're suddenly like The Rock that you love. You love Nicolas Cage in movies. All I don't think I've ever even seen The Rock in full. I think I've seen like twenty minutes of it on TV once. Okay, explain the premise of it. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so those, and then he did Pearl Harbor, which obviously was terrible. Um, Bad Boys 2, The Island, which is my favourite out of all the, my only favourite Michael why, Bay movies. Why are we just listing Michael Bay movies? Because we were talking about career trajectory. Wait, was The Island before Armageddon? No, no, The, the Island came out in 05. That's what I thought, so why... No, you were talking about how it wasn't a bigger draw, and I was just saying that Michael Bay was on, like, he was on the trajectory of going okay. up, or he could have done an M. Night Shyamalan and gone down the toilet if it hadn't been for explosions and CGI. I don't... You make everything a plot twist. M. Night Shyamalan was still on the way up at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this it's was pre-Six Sense. Yeah. Which I only know of the top of my head because Six Sense was the next movie Bruce Willis did. Oh wait, you watched you watched a, a Michael Bay movie. I watched a Michael Bay movie. Recently. Was it Armageddon? No. Which I watched it was, today. It was Ambulance. Oh no, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. It's so bad. Why did you have to remind me that existed? I had erased it from my memory. Well, maybe you should have watched the same thing I watched on the plane. <laughs> For reference, really? when me and Lisa went and visited her family back in Ireland, um, she watched Ambulance on the yeah. plane while I watched I uh, Raised by Jake Wolves. Jake Gyllenhaal. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And he had to shoot helicopters in an ambulance. Well, it was so stupid. It's such a bad movie. Now I'm sad because I had to remember that I wasted some of the, my time on this earth watching Ambulance. <laughs> <sighs> Awful. You want to do some um, other trivia? Yeah. You got any more trivia? Let's get into some trivia. Um, a whole lot of trivia. I've, I've tried to narrow it down for Armageddon. There's so much trivia. Um, I've talked about some of it already. Steve Buscemi, when he was asked why he did the film, said he wanted a bigger house. That makes sense. Um, Bruce Willis just hated Michael Bay. He hated his directing style. He said, I think, I haven't taken down the quote, but I think the quote was along the lines of, when a director is screaming at you on set, it doesn't make for a good day at work. Yeah. Um, he was also... he our Bruce Willis ended up on the film because he was filming a comedy called Broadway Brawler. And he thought it was absolutely catastrophic and couldn't be salvaged. So he tried to find any way to exit the project. So the head of Disney at the time worked out a deal with him where he would star in three films and they would absorb the cost of the failed project right um and then you know he'd get a lower salary so the three films he filmed were armageddon the sixth sense and unbreakable right um there is in the imdb trivia for armageddon it says that nasa shows this films during their management training program and new managers are given the task of trying to find as many errors as possible because there are at least 170 errors. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the number's 168. Yeah. Yeah, it's a top record for someone finding them all on the first go. But it's a lie. Um, someone at NASA has confirmed that that's just a, an internet myth. Oh, not, that sucks. It's not true. 
Um, Ben Affleck's teeth were replaced, of course. Um, uh, they also said so. Apparently, Ben. I don't know. It, was, it says he. I don't know if it was Michael Bay or Ben Affleck stated this, but Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced this movie, had previously replaced the teeth of another actor, but they haven't said who. They said a very famous star in a plane movie. My guess would be Harrison Ford, Air Force One. Was that a Jerry Bruckheimer film? I will look it up now while you continue. Okay. Um. Top Gun. Top Gun. Oh, that is a plane movie. Because pre Tom Cruise getting super famous, he had teeth like mine. Right. So that that would make sense. It'd be Top Gun. Yeah. So Jerry Bruckheimer paid to have. Tom Cruise's teeth replaced. Hypothetically, yeah. I'm and then looking into it now. Michael Bay was like, "Oh, I can do that with Ben Affleck's baby teeth." Um, the guns, the Gatling guns that are on the armadillos, the reason that they are on there is because Mattel had a toy line attached to Armageddon, and they told Michael Bay that toy trucks with guns attached to them sell more. Yeah, he literally. <laughs> Why do you think he made Transformers movies <laughs> to sell toys? It's literally <laughs> ma- like funded by Hasbro. Literally, they were like, well, if you put guns on them, there's still more toys. And he's like, all right, I can put guns on them. <laughs> so stupid. Um, yeah, I think I've said most of the rest of it. The other thing is that um, when Steve Buscemi's character gets space dementia... They wrap them in duct tape, which is the actual NASA protocol for immobilizing crew members who have lost their mind. That's literally protocol. Right. Uh, deep impact. Um. So the so it was inspired by or it was or part of it was inspired by a, a real life astronomer, uh, named Eugene Shoemaker, um, who discovered. Or helped discover the Shoemaker-Levy nine comet, yeah. um, which collided with Jupiter in nineteen ninety four. The um, after he discovered the comet, um, he was in a car crash and died. Right. In the Australian outback, which is why they have Wolf, um, you know, on his way after figuring out the comet, on his way to to send the the stuff off. Uh, dies in a in a car accident, so that was kind of an homage to him. They also, I think, the package in his car is addressed to Shoemaker. Right. Um, which is again an homage to that that um that astronaut or not astronaut astronomer. Um. You mentioned previously that Morgan Freeman was the president in this movie. Yeah. Which is correct. Yeah, I, I know that I saw it with my eyes. <laughs> but um, the director, Mimi Leader, uh, female director for Deep Impact, great. Um, she want, when she wanted to cast Morgan Freeman as the president, the studio objected because they said it isn't realistic to have a black president. Um, and apparently... <laughs> One of the direct quotes that she remembers him saying is, we're not making a science fiction movie, you can't have Morgan Freeman play the president. That's so dumb. Um, which is stupid for multiple reasons. First of all, 
because yes, you can have a black president, and second of all, because it clearly is a science fiction movie. <laughs> so, wrong on all counts. Uh, but obviously, she won that argument because he's because he is it. Because he's played the president, a general, an ex CIA agent. Isn't he the president yeah. in other films as well? The White House Down? No, uh, no. Um, it's uh, the in in the good one, the not Gerald Butler one. I don't know which one's the good one, but I'll find out when we watch the not Gerald Butler <laughs> one. Um, uh, it's uh, uh, Jamie Fox. I think is the president. Oh, I thought what's more, I feel like he's the president in something else. Though. It might be Olympus. Like there were sequels to it. He might be like the Secretary of State. Oh, maybe. But yeah, he's also played Dodd, so... Yeah, yeah, true. I, I don't think there's one higher than that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, one of the NASA officials in the movie is played by Jerry Griffin, who is a former NASA flight director. So yeah. that one of the background characters is played by Michael Bay. In the other one. In Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon. It would be really weird if Michael Bay played a background character in Deep Impact. Yeah, that would be weird. Um... Why don't people? That would be great fun. If I was making a twin a film that I knew that there was a, another film going on, I would absolutely ask the the crew of that film to to cameo. They probably wouldn't be able to though. You'd be pretty busy, you know. It's not you can't take a day off. Yeah. You gotta be an extra in the other person's <laughs> production. Um, the ship in this one is called, so yeah, the ships in Armageddon are called the Independence and the Freedom, which is bullshit. Yeah. Um, the ship in uh, deep impact that goes into the comic is called the Messiah, um, but it's also not only is it an appropriate name because it's you know it's going to save humanity, but it's also an inside joke because when the first space shuttle was being conceived, um, NASA constructed a full scale wooden mock up of the STS orbiter, and they nicknamed it the Messiah because everyone who walked into it said Jesus Christ when they saw the size of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I think that's funny. Um, the wave that goes over New York City and around the, the World Trade Center, um, which are the only buildings that stick out over the water at the end of it, um, the, first of all, the wave comes in from the wrong direction, it comes up, it comes like from the direction of New Jersey apparently, instead of across the Atlantic, which doesn't make any sense, but also, Yeah, um, it does, because the Statue of Liberty is inside the bay. Yeah. It doesn't make... Yeah, that is super... Why would they do that? It doesn't make any sense. I guess it looked good, but then people were like, wait a second, what is this? Um, But also, after the uh, 9-11 attacks, because of course we talk about this again, um, television broadcasts of the film were edited to remove the the World Trade Center or the Twin Towers from the film, so they don't appear in it in in some edits, which is interesting. Um... What? You look like you've just realised something important. No, because we watched it. Um, they were in the version we watched. Yeah. <laughs> because we, we took note of them. Because literally, I, I wrote down the quote, you said, not the Twin Towers, not again. <laughs> um, what else do I have on here? Oh no, I think I've mentioned all those things. Yes, I think that's all the stuff I had. Uh, budget and box office. So the budget of um, 
Deep Impact was $75 million. Yeah. And the budget of Armageddon was $140 million, so almost twice the amount. Yep. Um, box office-wise, Deep Impact made $349.5 million, so that's... Some decent chitter. Way over breaking even. Yeah. And Armageddon made $553.7 million. So definitely a bigger box office success, but also it was a much bigger budget film. And had more actors and could afford to replace all their teeth. Yeah. So, <laughs> not not too much of a shock. Um, but I literally, I don't understand why it's higher rated because it's a worse film on all fronts. It's worse writing, it's less scientifically accurate, it's worse acting, worse storytelling. None of it makes sense. It's a bad film. It's terrible. I don't like it. And I don't know why people do. The end. <laughs> your thoughts sir um, get on just sign up uh, use a throwaway email address uh, get on IMDB and let's fix let's, let's <laughs> vote rig this uh, we want to see this yeah, our, our super fans out there I mean you don't even have to give them like super high you know just like rate rate Deep Impact a 7 yeah and rate Armageddon anything lower a than 6 s- yeah <laughs> 5 4 3 2 um, no, yeah, I don't know. It's, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Maybe the lens has changed. Maybe we've changed over time. I don't know. I just, it's a very strange, I just don't understand. I mean, they're, in fairness, they're pretty close in ratings. Yeah. Um, because they're both six point something, but like, I don't get it. The critics on... So yeah, so on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics do prefer Deep Impact over Armageddon, but not by much. Armageddon's got a 38% and Deep Impact's got 45%. But the audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes as well, Deep Impact's got 43%, but Armageddon's got 73%. Yeah. Why? What are they like? Is this just like dude bros who just want to watch explosions? Yeah. That's it? That's the whole audience of this movie? Yeah, it's America and Dude Bros. American Dude Bros. Explosions. Why? Is this just like, is this like a MAGA movie? No, it's just, that was a very American standpoint until 2001. Which, which part was? Which was, let's watch monuments get exploded and then we go blow up the bad guys with nukes. <laughs> Because if I said that, you don't know if I'm explaining Deep Impact, (laughs) Armageddon, or Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can I point out one thing that really bugged me, and I'm kicking myself that I'm only remembering to mention it now? Mm. In Armageddon, the asteroid made roaring noises. (laughs) make any nothing about the asteroid made sense and again. it made roaring noises every time it was shown on screen and when they were on it it made roaring they're in spacesuits unless they're touching something they can't hear shit yeah there was so much noise yeah that's a big that's a big problem with Armageddon is that there's so much noise that they can hear yeah which they wouldn't be able to um the, I, the it, best character of the entire crew is not one of the oil dudes it's the I was, boy 
I was gonna, oh, my, my, I don't know who my boy is. I was gonna say, and I feel like this might be who you're talking about, but I was gonna say the one thing that really annoyed me <laughs> about Armageddon, if we're talking like little annoyances, is Peter Stramare playing a Russian. Yeah. Because that, to me, feels the exact same as Jared Butler playing an Irishman. <laughs> It's like they were like, Sweden is near Russia. I'm yeah. sure this is what Russian accents sound like. <laughs> it's like Jared Butler in P.S. I Love You. And they're like, eh, Scottish, Irish, this is the same thing. And it's like literally, hands down, the worst Irish accent recorded to film. Beating out Tom Cruise and his shitty, uh, what was it, Far Away. Um... Yeah, I every time he... And now, I did like him as a character. I thought he was funny. He's the best character in the whole movie. But... He's a crazy Russian man <laughs> who's been alone in space for 18 months and then people blow up his home. But the accent is so bad. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't... It also, adds to the he's stupidity. like super misogynistic at one point. It when, adds to the when stupidity. The, when the, the only woman who's allowed in space in this movie is like trying to fix the ship and he's like no i can i can i know how to fix it and she's like you don't know the specs of the ship i know the specs of the ship and she and he's like no i can do it i can do it and then he just literally shoves her out of the way and starts smashing it yeah and it fixes it yeah but it's most misogynistic bullshit okay the whole movie is misogynistic bullshit because the whole relationship between bruce willis and Ben Affleck is that Bruce Willis thinks he fucking owns Liv Tyler because she's his daughter and therefore he can literally shoot a man for wanting to to marry her. No, it's sleeping with her. Yeah, but he literally tries to shoot her because he says he loves her. Yeah, but if it, if it was the other way around, it'd be like, cool, she's now your property and I'm holding a shotgun wedding. No, you want to get really, like, gritty. It's It's about... A bunch of white men in a ship going to go plant a bomb inside a giant round thing. A giant round thing? There'd be like egg and sperm reference. Oh, that's stupid. And they're going to create an explosion. No, there's literally two women in that movie and... Well, I'll tell you, only one of these movies passes the Bechdel test. Do two women even speak to each other in Armageddon? There's only two mo- two women. In- oh no, there's. Sorry, there are a whole lot of strippers. There's yeah. a there's the mother of the other guy's child. Chuck's kid. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole lot of strippers. Yeah. And then there's just like Liv Tyler and the one astronaut who's female who is relegated to being an idiot and doesn't can't do her job. There's also the Cyclops lady looking at Steve Buscemi through the door. And the chick that's really, really all about giving people enemas. That's reminded me, just talk, for some reason when you talked about Cyclopses, um, <laughs> why, why do they have a character in this movie reference Pulp Fiction as a movie that exists in this universe without him like ever referencing the fact that two of his crewmates are identical to characters or, like, presumably in this universe, fucking played the characters in Pulp Fiction. He's like, oh, yeah, this is my friend Harry, the oil rigger, who also played that guy in Pulp Fiction, the movie that I like. But he's not an actor, he's just an oil rigger who happens to have a clone who's in Pulp Fiction. 
Look, it must be like Last Action Hero. That means nothing to me. Well, we're going to have to watch that. Um, I'll put it on the... We'll do it Thursday. We'll watch Last Action Hero. Um, I don't want to. It's not optional. Um, <laughs> I will... I'm stronger than you and I have duct tape. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have space to mention. Yeah. <laughs> this is becoming, by the way, Ari, this is going to be our longest episode. It's our anniversary. It's our anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. It is our anniversary episode. Um, so double, double movie, double the length. Yeah. The My point I'm making is in Last Action Hero, where Arnie plays a character in a movie who gets brought into the real world, um, when the kid goes into their world, the movie world, it's Stallone who plays all the characters Arnie played. So it's like that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. So depending on which la- layer deep it is, it's either Selma Hayek or... Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett taking a dump. Or Annie Murphy. Yeah. Someone's taking a dump, and it depends on which level it is or who... who... <laughs> I want to know, though, who... Did we ever find out who it is that plays the character in the universe where it's Kate Blanchett is the real person? Which layer was Kate Blanchett? So there's a spoilers th- for Black Mirror season five. The whatever the latest season is, the first episode is a is a Joan whole thing. sucks. Is that what the episode? <laughs> Joan is awful. Joan is awful. Okay, spoilers for that. Skip the next couple of minutes if you don't want to hear about that. So there's the base layer where there's which isn't the one that we which, see, which is Joan, who's the actual person. Yeah. So there's the base layer, which is Joan, and yeah. then there's Annie Murphy. Yeah. And then there's Salma Hayek, like. and then there's Kate Blanchett. Yeah. But there's obviously like a whole lot of other. It just keeps going. Possibly, infinitely. yeah. So who, who plays her in the Kate Blanchett universe? I can't remember if we find out or not because we see a, like a whole montage of them all. At I don't the know. We might have to just rewatch the episode. Oh god, it's a good episode though. Uh, actually, very pertinent to the current writer strike. Yes. Presuming that when this episode comes out, the writer strike is still going, which it may or may not be. Yeah. Um. Because we've got. The episode before this episode is coming out tomorrow when we're recording this, so it's two weeks till this episode comes out. Spoilers so. for real life. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Yeah. So currently there is in in the universe we're living in right now there is a, a SAG-AFTRA and a Writers Guild of America um, strike ongoing, and I don't think it's going to be resolved anytime soon. Um, but that's fine because we've got lots of other media to consume and we don't yeah, need read a book, stuff. folks. Yeah, all, but also like the infinite amount of movies and TV shows that already exist. There's like a ridiculous amount of material, like just movies in general there. There's no way for you possibly to have seen them all. Um, yeah, even if we sat there and watched one DVD out of every one of my DVD collection, it would take us over a year. Yeah. And that's basing it that's on like... That's just ones that you already own. And that's not included. That's 700 and... I think it's like 700 I've got on on DVD. And but cr- that's not including like... So if, if, if I could ever convince you to watch Star Trek, mm-hmm. there's four discs per season. Right. Like, uh, yeah, four discs per season. So there's four episodes per disc. Mm-hmm. And... No, it's way more than that. 
But, also, but the point being is like it's only counted individual titles. Yeah. And there are sixty two discs for the Portal collection of Stargate. Yeah. So that's ten seasons and two movies plus the prequel movie. So that's but even uh, if you watched a disc per day, that's like sixty days. That's more than we'll say more than we'll say three yeah, months. I don't want. But also, <laughs> what I was gonna say is there's been no boycott called for for watching streaming services at the moment. So what they actually want right now, currently, I don't know, it could have changed by two weeks' time, is for people to continue using streaming services to keep put the demand up. Yeah. Because if we stop using streaming services, um, the demand drops, and then the the you know the companies can be like, oh well, you know, no one wants your talent anyway. So, um, and also they'd have they wouldn't have any residuals to pay, even though the residuals are minuscule, stupidly low amount at the moment. Um, the best thing to do is to increase the demand so that they suddenly panic about not having new content to give you because everyone's on strike. Yeah. Um, they messed up The Witcher. <laughs> they messed up everything. I don't understand. Uh, the 19, uh, 1899 pissed me off. Yeah. 1899 pissed me off. So for I those who don't know, um, the same creators who made Dark, which if you haven't seen finish this episode and then start watching that. Dark is amazing. Um, it was written with three seasons in mind mm-hmm. and they went to the studio, which was the people who picked them up, which was Netflix, and said, this is what we're making. And they're like, cool. Contract signed, done. Mm-hmm. Then they brought them back to make a new series, which was 1899, which is, again, just as confusing and crazy as Dark is. And they're just like, oh, the reception wasn't that great, so we're just going to cancel it. Um, and it's like, cool, so all the people who actually liked it... Yeah, which would never been... find out what was supposed to happen. Yeah, and it's so insane you can't guess it. Yeah. It's not like, who's the murderer? Yeah, because, these... I mean, if you're watching the first season of Dark, you have no, no idea, idea where it's going. Yeah. Um, the one that annoys me on a different streaming service that's doing the same bullshit is Edge of History on Disney+. Plus. Um, is that your national treasure show? Yeah, it's the National Treasure series, right. which is actually a pretty decent series. Um, and it's just going to go nowhere because they just decided, oh, it didn't get enough revenue or whatever, so cancel it. But Disney Plus have also been doing bullshit where they're literally canceling unremo- things and removing them from the platform like days after they're released. And it's probably specifically so they don't have to pay any residuals rather than like, actually caring about anything to do with the show. I think the other big problem is is there's too many streaming services. Because mm-hmm. there's now, like, what? A- um, Apple TV. Paramount, Paramount Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus. Prime Video. Prime Video. Netflix. Netflix. Disney Plus. Peacock. Yeah, Hulu. Hulu. Neon. Oh, yeah, Neon. Sky, but that's only, like, New Zealand. But that the only reason they exist is to screw over old people. There's Sky, there's paid Sky services in Ireland and the UK. So. Do they only survive on people that are past retirement age? Uh, because it's how Sky exists in New Zealand. It's like $200 a month for less <laughs> stuff than you get from Netflix. S- sorry, Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> um, no, I think my parents have stopped, have stopped it's paying ridiculous. for their, their Sky subscriptions that they used to have. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot out there. Uh, is YouTube still doing it? Well, YouTube, you have to buy them individually, do you? Or do you get... Or do they also have a... 
no one no one buys YouTube premium. <laughs> no one has that. <laughs> no, but they did. They had no um, human be- you don't know. No, but when no they had, listener right now knows anybody with YouTube but premium. But they had um YouTube Red where they were producing films and things yeah, that and were exclusive that and it went down, down, the, down the toilet, toilet because yeah. no one wants to pay for free content. But they do have movies and stuff that you can pay individually for you can do to buy or rent movies on anything. YouTube or on Google as well. Yeah. Happen. I don't know. It's, there's, a, there's so much. This is why piracy is coming back, folks. Mm-hmm. We're back on the seven seas. Yeah, and we're, at, we're back to a point where creatives, actors and writers and crew members, whatever, are actively encouraging piracy because they're not making money off it either way. Yeah. Take that, Metallica. Why Metallica? Do you not remember the whole thing with um, um, uh, Napster? And how they went on strike and they weren't touring or doing music until you know, you know what actually bugs me? This this is hilarious because I'm a huge was a huge Game of Thrones fan. Mm. Why is George R. R. Martin also joined the writer's strike? He's not writing anything. I think he's writing things that aren't He needs to be writing Ice Fire. <laughs> I from what I've heard, I think he's like totally lost interest in that after how much matter. they messed it up and the thing. Most people go to work and don't enjoy their jobs every day. But people rely on their do you think a nurse no turns up okay. to work? Here's the thing. No one is relying on George R. R. Martin writing more books. I am. <laughs> You're not. You will survive. You will live I am a dying. very long life. I am dying without... a little bit every day that I don't no have the winds of winter. At this point, no one gives a shit. I do. There are lots of people who do. Thank you very much. <laughs> nah. Nah. That's your opinion, and you're entitled to it, <laughs> even though it's wrong. That's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, it is just like your opinion, man. Um, you can find us located <laughs> in places. Uh, mm-hmm. We're trying to find a new source of social media, uh, because a lot of them are very right-wing or very limiting. Um, Threads is apparently uh, doxing people, so unfortunately we're still on Twitter. Um, you can also find us on Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, join our Discord. And I would encourage you to join. Your, I will talk to you personally if you join our Discord. I will yeah. say hello to you. You can just like literally tag me, and I will have a conversation with you. you and can you can tell me I'm wrong about things. Go into our memes channel and like the meme that I will have inevitably posted after this episode, where it's the zero days since we talked about nine eleven yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, zero episodes. Zero episodes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Tumblr is somewhere that we are. Where I've never used the platform. That I well, I'm a Tumblr veteran. <laughs> yeah. I have been using Tumblr for over a decade, I think, at this point. Um, on and off, though, I stopped for a while. Uh, but we do have an it takes two Tumblr. Um, and mm, I would say it's more active than a lot of our other social media, but mainly because. Our other social media, or as you know, like Twitter, I've kind of lost interest in. Facebook, no one cares about it. Instagram, it's just very professional. Whereas Tumblr, um, it is designed for reblogging stuff, and yeah. um, I reblog a lot of film related content onto our It Takes Two um, Tumblr. 
We've had a thing going with YouTube Shorts that we should probably do some more of at some point, yeah. but they're very frustrating to organise because we're both very busy people. Um, we do have our we do upload our episodes on YouTube as well, so you might be listening to this on YouTube. In which case, thank you for listening to this on YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. You'll find us. There's details in the. There's places we yeah. are. <laughs> our website is ittakes2.co.nz. If you go there, there's links to all the other places. It's also in the show notes of this episode, Yeah, regardless of whether you're listening on YouTube or on a, a podcatcher somewhere, it'll it'll have the show notes with, with um, links and handles and what have you. Arms and legs. Yeah, usually it's it takes two pod or it takes two underscore pod or just... It, I think our YouTube is it takes two NZ. Um, but yeah, you'll find us. We're We're around. <laughs> I do. By the so way, our, my our Tumblr is like way more active than any of our other social media. I think we literally have two followers, other than me. So it, please follow our Tumblr and reblog some stuff. I was gonna say, does anybody actually use Tumblr anymore? Tumblr or? has become increasingly more popular, especially after all the shit went down on Reddit. Uh, there's a lot of people who were on Twitter have migrated to Tumblr. There's a lot of people who were on Reddit. And stopped caring about Reddit when all the uh, weird third party stuff happened. It's and just the, because the people don't dark. like ads. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. The third party apps on Reddit were they're, they're used for a lot more things. I've known. I apparently the like blind community can no longer use Reddit. Oh, that sucks. Um, because there's a whole lot of third party apps for Reddit for like screen readers and things right. that they've now blocked usage of. Um, so they've lost. Like anyone who can't, you're probably members of the dyslexic community as yeah. well, you know, um, that they've totally alienated. Uh, Tumblr has third party plugins that are like bizarre. When, I don't know. When did you become a salesman for, <laughs> for Tumblr? Tumblr. <laughs> um, I don't know. No one's ever been a salesman for Tumblr because Tumblr is a, a hellhole. Anyway, social media is. <laughs> Follow us. Find us. Follow us. You know. Do at what me you want to do. On Discord. Yeah, um, join our Discord. That's probably the, the easiest, best place to follow us. Because Discord. we're literally there. Like, yeah. I will respond yes. to anything that you actually ask me. For, for clarity, the reason that Nick is pushing your Discord is because Nick has no involvement on any of our other social media. Yeah, I want, yeah. <laughs> Nick does not tweet from our account. Nick does not use our logins. Instagram. Nick does not even know not Tumblr exists. The, I don't know allowed to know the passwords. <laughs> Nick knows, Nick didn't even know we had a Tumblr until this moment, I think, even though I've mentioned it in the past, like, dozen episodes. Um, but, but if you go on our Discord, Nick will talk to you. Yeah. Even if you like it or not. Um, and you can you can leave us a little message on there to tell us where you're listening from. Yeah. And any suggestions for episodes you want us to if do. If you've got any family members who happen to be scientists in Antarctica, please send them a link because it's the only continent we still haven't been listened on. Yeah. Um, and I want... Uh, this podcast will not end until that happens. Mm -hmm. That is one... That and I get paid. Um... So two things. We've technically been paid once. Yeah. Which is very, very exciting. I think we made like $40 <laughs> off the podcast in two years of podcasting. That's still more money than 
Well, it didn't cost us anything other than time. Anyway, we're ranting about stuff that's irrelevant to anything. Yeah. So thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Also, just thank you for listening to us for the past two years. Or if not, you've got like 52 episodes to catch up on. Yeah. But thank you to those of you who have listened to us from the beginning and stuck around. And we yeah. hope you Thanks, stick Phil. around for more years. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has listened to it and said, uh, if you have, let us know on yeah. social media or on Discord. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's wrap up. All right. Good. Bye. Good. Bye.